Hello, hello, federal employees. Welcome back to another great episode of Plan Your Federal Benefits. Thank you for being here and investing in yourself and your future to get the most out of your federal career to really be prepared for that next phase called retirement. If you are new to this channel, please consider subscribing and joining this incredible community of people, of first federal employees who are looking to first get the most out of their life now and especially down the road in retirement. So today we're talking about the well-known and very popular 4% rule. And some people use the inverse of this rule, which basically says, hey, you have to have 25 times the annual income that you're looking from your retirement investments. And that's basically the same rule, just kind of put in reverse. So today is the 4% rule and some of the big problems that people run into when they follow this rule or when they think about following this rule of some of the pitfalls, some of the things that you definitely want to watch out for when thinking about which strategy to use when it comes to retiring and turning your TSP, your IRA, your investments into income, right? That is the that is the hard thing that we have to try to do when it comes to the 4% rule or any other rule that we follow. So before we get too far, for those that are unfamiliar with the 4% rule and how it works and how you can actually implement it into retirement, I'll give you a rundown right now. Basically, the 4% rule is a rule that if you follow it, the idea is the odds of you running out of money, running out of your retirement savings in retirement become very, very small. That is what the rule is meant to do. And basically, what you need to do to follow the 4% rule is what I'm about to tell you. So basically, in the first year of your retirement, you take however much retirement savings you have and you multiply that by 4%, right? Thus, it is named the 4% rule. And at that point, that is the amount of money that in the first year, you can withdraw to spend in the first year of retirement. So easy example, let's say you have $100,000 of retirement savings. That first year, according to this rule, you'd be able to withdraw $4,000, so it's 4%, from your retirement savings to spend. Now, the next year, you'd be able to withdraw the 4% again, plus inflation, okay? So, you know, if inflation was 1%, you take 4,000 times 1.1%, and you'd get a little extra the next year. And then every year after that, whatever inflation is, you tack that on. And they basically have ran the numbers many, many times. And if someone follows this rule, there are very, 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 very few times that people run out of money. They've ran the scenario, they use computers to run this projection again and again and again, based on different starts and stops and retirement dates and all sorts of things that over a 30-year retirement, the odds of people running out of money are very low. Now, one caveat is this 4% rule, when they did all these studies, they assumed that the retirees that they were studying were investing in 50% stocks and 50% bonds. So basically, some version of the S fund, the C fund, the I fund, with some version of the F fund and the G fund, right? So that is what they were assuming. Now, the problem with the 4% rule is that 
Life is generally not as simple as the 4% rule would hope it would be, or that we would hope that it would be. Because basically the 4% rule says, hey, basically taking inflation out of the picture, you can spend the same amount every year in retirement for the rest of your life. And for some people that may make a ton of sense, but unfortunately, what happens in retirement? Well, some years you may need more than 4%, and some years you may need less than 4%. Things come up, whether you move to a new city, whether let's say some health issues pop up, whether you have emergency expenses, things happen over time where you may need more or less income from your investments than the 4% allows. So that, so that is kind of the crux and the issue of the 4% rule is that it's very rigid. And retirement and life in general is actually very fluid. Things change all the time. Tax rules change. Things change all the time, whether it's RMDs, whether it's, hey, when are you going to retire? When are you going to take Social Security? Things are fluid, and you should always have the flexibility to adjust as things change. So, like I said, a very, very common issue, especially for federal employees, is most federal employees retire in their early 60s, some even in their late 50s, right? So if you retire before the time that you want us to take on Social Security is you're generally going to have a larger income gap than once you start Social Security. So let's say you retire at 60 and you don't plan on taking Social Security until let's say 65, 66, or even 70, right? So you have, let's say, five, seven, or even 10 years where your fixed income from your pension, you will have your pension and you may have a retirement from the military or some other thing you're going to have a period during that time where you maybe need more from your TSP or from your other investments, right? And so you may need a strategy where maybe it's okay to take a little more from your TSP during that time because Social Security will be much higher by waiting, right? There's lots of strategies there. And the 4% rule isn't very flexible to make it super easy to think through, okay, how do I manage the 4% rule with there being needs, let's say, in the early parts of your retirement for more and then less down the road. So that is the first thing. It is relatively inflexible and retirement is a very fluid thing that you should have some plans of, okay, if things change and when things change, whether it is Social Security, whether it's RMDs, whether it's Medicare, all these things, how can I be fluid in my plans so that I still won't run out of money and I still get some good growth over time? Now, if you remember, I mentioned that the 4% rule gives you a very, very high probability of not running out of money. Now, the small percentage of times when you would run out of money, what the 4% rule happens, that those situations happen when the market drops significantly in the early years of your retirement. Let me, let me tell you why. Let's do a quick example. So let's say again, you have 100 grand. We'll keep it simple. And you do the 4% rule say, hey, I can take out about four grand a year plus inflation, and I most likely won't run out of money. Well, let's say a year into retirement, the stock market drops by 50% like it did in 2008, okay? If you were following the 4% rule, well, now the $4,000 that you are taking every year is going to be a lot more than just 4%. Your $100,000 got just cut down to about 75 grand if you're investing in 50% stocks and 50% bonds, right? Got cut down to 75 grand. So now $4,000 is closer to 5.3% of 
of your new portfolio balance. And depending on what the market does in the consecutive years, it can really, really put a lot of pressure on your TSP, on your investments in the future years of your retirement. So that is when you really want to have a more flexible option. And there's been tons of studies that show that if someone is more flexible in retirement, to say, hey, you know, when the market is down, I am willing, I am flexible to spend a little less. And when the market's up, I can increase my spending a little bit. They have found that being flexible when the market is up and market is down gives you actually a higher percentage of being successful in retirement than the 4% rule. So my point here with this video, with this podcast, is flexibility is king in retirement. You don't want to be calling it so close in retirement that everything is really just set on the world not changing. Because the world is going to change. Taxes are going to change. Laws are going to change. Investment returns are going to change, right? Things are going to change over time. And so when you are planning for your retirement, when you are planning, whether it is with the 4% rule or anything else, you have to build in some flexibility into your plan, some wiggle room to say, hey, even if things aren't as good as I think they are or as good as they are now, I'm still going to be okay. My spouse is still going to be taken care of. I'm still going to have the resources I need to have the retirement that I want. And having that wiggle room is often the most important thing when it comes to retirement planning. Say, hey, no matter what, I'm going to be taken care of because I have some margin, some margin in my plan and my investments so that when things go down, I can adjust, be flexible, and then when things come up, I can adjust as well. So those are my thoughts on the 4% rule. The 4% rule is not bad. I think it can be a great starter, starting point when it comes to plans saying, hey, do I have enough money? I think it can be a great place to start, but I definitely don't think it is a place to end. I think that's a great place to say, hey, Am I going to be okay when you're approaching? But once you get in retirement, you definitely want to be more flexible than the 4% rule allows. So I hope that was helpful. You guys have a great rest of your day. Make it a great day. And I will see you next time.